0: I will set out for Gaul myself and confront our enemies. They will learn the error
1: of their ways. But why might early Christians have called Nero the Antichrist? I will quash my deluded enemy, not with the sword. I intend to
0: sing to them. Nero has lost his
1: mind. That's why I do porn, because there's not a lot of voiceovers. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs)
0: Welcome back, leave that in. Nero. Welcome back to Nero episode twelve. Uh, uh, uh. Sorry. Hobbit porn. Any- Look at Any- You Hobbit. Youhobbit.com.au. Yes. You Hobbit.
1: <laughs> um. yes. <clears throat>
0: This is the anniversary, Uh, we're recording this on the anniversary of Alexander the Great's death, Ray, Uh, at least in my time zone, 11th of June.
1: Right.
0: What year did he die? 323, so 2011 minus 323, Uh, no, plus 323, what am I doing? Actually, you've got to do 322 because you skip a year, so I think that's right, Ah, I can never remember, but roughly (laughs) 2,333 years.
1: Right, Alexander has been dead. We
0: still, talk about, dead. We still yes. talk about him. Well, not yes. often, but we did. Yeah. Um, so pull one out, rub one out for Alexander. <laughs> however you want to celebrate
1: in one the Jack with Shack. One, hand, one with the other. Oh, the Jack Shack. Yeah, the Jack Good Shack. Times. Good times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Walking the dog in the Jack Shack. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what,
1: that's not that's... a euphemism, sadly. It's... <laughs> anyway, anyway. We're picking up
0: where we left off before the uh, Stephen Dando Collins interview, which was a great uh, interview, I thought. Uh, Terrific guy. guy. We should get him back on. You said he's got another book about the great fire of Rome. Um,
1: Yes, I'm enjoying um, that. He also has
0: a book about Caligula and a book about Constantine. I'm going to get him on for chats about those because unlike Richard Lim, uh, that was a
1: fun chat. That was good. Yes, Dando is quite the gentleman, and it's I've always a pleasure to talk
0: to so him. So many emails from people going. I had to turn off halfway through. Uh, I think oh, Stephen, uh, Stephen, uh, fucking what's his face? Scott Burbick. Said, yeah, that's the first one of your episodes I couldn't finish. I had to turn it off halfway through. I couldn't stomach it anymore. Gotcha. Somebody gotcha. sent me an email saying, release the version where Ray didn't edit you out of the whole thing. <laughs> and I said, nah, that was just, I just realised fairly early on that the guy got upset every time I opened my mouth. So I tried to just shut up as much as possible, but uh, yeah. couldn't do it anyway. Uh, yeah. There's a Cold War episode for people who don't listen to a Cold War show. Right, picking up where we left off after the murder of Agrippina, uh, fifty nine uh, 59 yep. C.E. Uh, yeah. He's still putting on the public entertainments. Yeah, so I guess to show how good life can be without that bitch getting in the way, uh, or. Lie. Maybe as a way of distracting the people with bread and circuses. Don't look over here. Look (laughs) over there.
1: Um, Don't look at the dead corpse. uh, Why, why? I mean,
0: when your mother dies, if your mother gets murdered, assuming that you want to suggest you weren't involved, throwing lots of festivals
1: probably isn't
0: the way to go about it.
1: Exactly. Although, well, these are
0: Romans... Romans, right. uh, you know, go well. We're going to celebrate yeah. the uh, great life of a you know a legendary person. And my mother, right. These, uh, right? You could position <laughs> position it murderous whore. You could right. position it as um, <laughs> uh, It's a celebration. It's yeah. a wake. A
1: celebration yes. of yes. a life
0: well lived, she, tragically she cut
1: us. short. Yes. Yes, she would want us to quaff and to and to fuck in the streets and to have a good time and have games and poetry contests because Agrippina loved poetry contests like nobody else. I was thinking one he's either because she's dead. You're right. It could be to distract. It could be um, that he kinds of come. He literally comes to to a degree. Comes out of hiding after she's dead and is like the Senate still likes me. The pe- the, the people still like me. We're good. Fucking okay, let's party on. So it could have been a distraction, it could have been a relief party, it could have been just maybe him, like some taciturn and, uh, taciturn, tacitus and other people say. Maybe he was just giving into his true nature now that the bitch is gone. The bitch ain't coming back and uh, he gets to be himself. But either way, he's turned 20, he's around this time he's turned 21. She's dead. It is time to party.
0: And Tacitus, of course, thinks it's all disgusting. Not because Nero yes. is distracting people from the uh, m- murder of his mother. Right. But he j- just because he doesn't like parties. Tacitus is Anti-part. that guy. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Here's, a, here's a section
0: from Tacitus. Still not yet wishing to disgrace himself on a public stage, he right. instituted some games under the title of Juvenile Sports for which people of every class gave in their names. Neither rank nor age nor previous high promotion hindered anyone from practising the art of a Greek or Latin actor or Mm -hmm. even stooping to gestures and songs unfit for a man.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Noble ladies, too, actually played disgusting parts. I hope so. And in the grove with which Augustus had surrounded the lake for the naval fight... There were erected places for meeting and refreshment and every incentive to excess was offered for sale. Money, too, was distributed, which the respectable had to spend under sheer compulsion and which the profligate gloried in squandering. Hence, a rank growth of abominations and of all infamy. Never did a more filthy rabble... (laughs) Add a worse licentiousness to our long-corrupted morals. Even with virtuous training, purity is not easily upheld. Far less amid rivalries in vice could modesty and propriety or any trace of good manners be preserved. A more filthy rabble, that, he sounds like uh, our old friend Dickerow to me. Right. Dickerow used to talk about the filthy rabble. It's I the, think, end
1: of the uh, world morality. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Yeah, you've been hearing yeah. this for thousands of years. Filthy, right? He's a real,
0: he's a real yeah. party pooper. This uh, <laughs> Tacitus guy, which is probably one reason why the Christians uh, kept most of Tacitus. They they cut out the section oh. where there was uh, a complete absence of a mention of Jesus. They right. made that disappear, but they kept the rest of it because he's just a real. He's like he's like the pope. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. the you parties, the party. you know, he's like, no. he's like loosened the whole thing. Right. Uh, that's his criticism uh, that uh, people are having a good time. People are having a great time. Right. Uh, they're letting their hair down. They're, they're, they're living it up. And Tacitus is, God knows what he would have thought of what we got up to in Vegas.
1: Oh, that's, that's true, because basically we got up into each other. Um, when I first read this passage, I the first thing that came to my mind was open mic night, talent not required. I mean, just fucking anybody, anybody, kids old women, just get up there, do a little piece, do a little dance, whatever, make a little love, get down tonight. But the point is, he's just like, let's have some fun. Everybody, my mom's gone. Let's have some fun. And of course, it would take someone like a stoic or an older person or someone who's used to the great lions of Rome to go, I see all this or I hear about all this. Obviously, this is the end of Rome as we know it. But like we said, this has been going on, this criticism of the older generation for the newer generation has been going on for thousands of years. But, I mean, it almost sounds like, to a degree, obviously Tacitus disapproves, but when you break that many norms that quickly and everybody's able to give in to their wilder side, not unlike Vegas or the Jack Shack in my backyard, um, that really – is that a – can you say that's a good thing for Rome or people – releasing tension, or is it the beginning of loosening morals, which has kept Rome powerful for hundreds of years? Which I think, think
0: Rome, Rome has always had its parties. It's mm-hmm. had the Saturnalia for centuries, where true, people go true. wild and masters become slaves and slaves become masters and the whole right. thing. You know who uh, Tacitus reminds me of here the most? What's that? Who's pe- that? Pe- people who write iTunes reviews about this show. <laughs> How dare they? (laughs) Dick jokes and sexy talk and swearing in a history podcast. I say so. I am shocked and offended. Shocked. Now, was
1: I hard? Yes, but still I was shocked. I was
0: shocked that I was hard because I didn't think I could get hard anymore. It's been so long. Surprise,
1: yes. How dare you
0: make me hard against my wishes. Um, uh, yeah, how dare yes, people be having fun while talking about history? It's not right. on, I say.
1: Right, but but the the how do you say it? The juvenile-ian games. How the fuck to say that? Because this Careful. was in fifteen. Th- there we go.
0: You'll, you'll get the you'll get the anti semi crowd coming oh, after you if oh you say God, the juvenile. Right. Ju- don't bring the Jews in. Ju- we did that with. Dando right. Collins, we can't talk right. about the Jews. Okay, no,
1: I'm not going to do that. Let me just wipe that out. But this was around the time that um, Nero turned 21. He shaves his beard for the first time. It's going to. You know, but he, here's the thing that Tacitus has a problem with, and I and I can see what he what he's saying here. He's like. The normal tradition in Rome is that you construct a temporary shelter or stage, whatever. You do your plays, you do your plays. Because remember, this is kind of risque for the traditional Romans. You have your fun, then you tear the stage down and you go on. And the people would stand literally to watch the games. Nero's not having that. He has a permanent private theater built going on which is obviously it's going to sit there for years and does that mean it's going to encourage more plays is going to encourage <gasps> more licentiousness so again so <gasps> Tacitus is like you're breaking too many traditions and it's rubbing him the wrong way and Tacitus does not like to be rubbed the wrong way <laughs> <laughs> well, Pompey man.
0: built a Pompey built a theater
1: That's right and he got like, shit by, by the that- older Conservative outcast, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, but it
0: was 100 yeah. years before this he built a theatre. More. But it shows no, you. Not about 100 years, tr- yeah.
1: It, Rome's been around for hundreds of years. There's a lot of traditionalists in Rome. There's a lot of old white guys in charge. They had togas instead of the pinstripe suits, but it's the same thing. They don't like change. But uh, So uh,
0: Tacitus is writing this. Yeah. Mm, we, we don't know, but in right. the early 2nd century, probably hundred and five, hundred and ten, 110-something, Um and uh, so a fair way after events, and Mm -hmm. uh, obviously part of the new regime. But uh, you know, I think we can tell, we can infer a lot from this. Like he's, he seems to be disgusted by Nero at this stage, partly because he loves a good party, and he's and he's like offended. Tessa's right, but then gets even worse. Um, <laughs> Nero himself takes the stage.
1: Gasp. Play-
0: he t- tuned yes. his lute uh, and sang a song. Down, down,
1: down, 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 now, down,
0: down. my favourite
1: yeah. bit of this is... Right.
0: Uh, I've got to give him credit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas, you know, okay, you, so you're the emperor, right? And right. And you're going to get up on stage, you're going to give your, your inaugural performance. Right. Um you know, you're a little bit worried about how this is going to go over. People aren't used to seeing the Emperor get up and uh, rock it out. It could be, you could end up like Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future. You get up, you do this big, crazy guitar solo on stage, Eddie Van Halen, finger tapping, pull-offs, tap-ons, (laughs) pull-offs. And then you stop and you look and the audience is all like... A dog. Yeah, a a dog. dog. You don't want your audience no. to be a gog, right? No, no. Or a gasp. Any gogs, <laughs> no gasp. So, right? Nero, always thinking, yep. always thinking, Nero, right. created the world's first applause track.
1: <gasps> Fucking according brilliant. To, according right.
0: to Tacitus, then it was that Roman knights were first enrolled under the title of Augustani. Men in their prime and remarkable right. for their strength... Some from a natural frivolity, others from the hope of promotion. Day and night they kept up a thunder of applause and applied to the emperor's person and voice the epithets of deities. Thus they lived in fame and honor as if Mm -hmm. on the strength of their merits. So, yeah, I dug into this. So the Augustani or the Augustales were five thousand Roman <laughs> knights and citizens right really? who were trained in what's called the oriental method of musical oh. salutation
1: I love where this is so going.
0: as to greet him at his entrance in accordance with the time for which the signal was given by one of his suite. Right. So Emperor's coming before he yep. opens the doors everyone's ready gives a signal yeah. 5,000 people. <clears throat> Massive
1: applause everywhere he goes. Doing the wave. Woo! (laughs) you got to love that, right? We need that for this
0: show. It's a laugh track, but it's an applause track, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We do. Because basically 5,000 people, probably mostly men, body drunk. Some of them got swords. They're cheering. Your fucking ass better be. And they look over at you. See what you're, Yeah, you better be cheering too. So, uh, Nero, you got to give him credit for going. I guarantee you, this will kill. If not, my guys will kill.
0: So, on one hand, mm-hmm. you, you would have to say that um, okay. Well, what does this tell us about his uh, psyche? Right, uh, that he needs to create.
1: <laughs> he can't. When you are twenty one, the idea of failing is is it's it's insurmountable it's it's unthinkable you will be crushed you know yeah. and so he, you can't the okay one too fragile. thing when you're on stage
0: yeah. playing the lute
1: right. it's another you're thing just out. to have them
0: greet right. you in the morning 5000 people greeting you with applause everywhere you go you rip out a, a fart everyone <laughs> applauds <laughs> it's well a done, little Zeta. bit yeah. it's a little bit little bit uh, sad But that's well. That said, I was going to say, eh, how many television shows, big budget network television shows, still rely on a laugh track to this very day? Uh, Yeah, uh, it's not Three Men and a Baby, Big Bang Theory. I don't think that's still on the air, but that I only ever saw like five minutes of that here and there, and it was terrible. But it had a laugh track. What? Uh, yeah, I don't know what other shows there what, are that have K- laugh tracks, but pretty much all K- the shows have laugh tracks still.
1: Yeah, Kiki's been doing for some reason going back and watching the fresh Prince of Bel Air, Will Smith, and, and right. like every seven to ten seconds, Aah! you know, just yeah. over the top, yeah, not relative yeah. laughter. So, yeah, so it's like that, yeah. but he needs that. He's 21 and he's walking on the stage for the first time because we already talked about. Seneca had built him a private Walden thing in the Vatican Valley, where he could ride the horse and practice the chariots. And I'm sure he sings in the shower uh, all the time. And so, yeah, I'm good, but I'm am I really mm. that good? And now he's going out into the public for the first time. He is not taking any chances. This is called insurance. I'm going to have a bunch he, of guys. What if he had them
0: me. in the uh, imperial bedroom. So when he whips the I imperial, so. I hope so. Whips well the done, imperial. Sire.
1: Good thrusting. Yes, yes. He exactly. whips
0: out the imperial cock and everyone goes, oh, And, oh, and when, yeah. you orgasm, Look at when you the, orgasm, yeah. sir,
1: your face was not awkward at all. Uh, truly a thing of beauty, as is your penis. But yeah, I so this but, idea, right? I like the idea <laughs> of an audience. I know. I, I'll do you one better. I want to get Heather in the bedroom instead of a live track. I want to have like a ooh mm. ah track. Mm. So when I whip it out, ooh, she's like. I think you, I thought you that? were just
0: going to end there. You just want to get Heather <laughs> in the bedroom again. Like it's been well, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. I was,
1: I'll invite her to the shack. Hey, you want yeah. to play a game? You want to play? You want to play a game called Jack? Huh? Huh? Anyway, <laughs> but the point is, so he's killed his mom. He's. Throwing money out, he's forcing people to, to party. And there was one part of Tacitus said, and it reminded me of an Ozzy Osbourne concert I went to like twenty five <gasps> years ago. Really, you've seen Ozzy live? Yes. Oh, yes. so jealous. Yes. Well, Ozzy kept going. I mean, because you can, I could barely understand. I think most people could barely understand. But he'd sing the <laughs> songs, and then in between the songs, he'd be like, "You're not getting crazy enough. You're not fucking crazy enough." Or, or I don't do an Ozzy voice, but that's kind of like not he's not an Ozzy. He's British. He would he would just do that. He would just He's from Aussie. No, no. Aussie Osborne. Oh. Aussie. I, I was saying you know. Aussie. Yeah. So, but the point is, no, I knew he was British, but I don't know how he, except for, and that could have been him doing the Declaration of Independence. I have no fucking <laughs> idea. But in between each song, he'd be like, you're not getting crazy enough. And there's a part of Tacitus where Nero, uh part of Tacitus where he says, if Nero sees someone not kind of getting crazy or kind of being wild, he would be displeased. So he's passing money around. He's got 5,000 people cheering him on and he's giving added. If you don't get crazy enough, mm. it's a fucking Ozzy Osbourne concert, mm. you know, 2,000 years ago. But the point mm. is he's kind of insisting everybody get a little jiggy with it because that's what he wants to do.
0: Ozzy Osbourne concert mixed with a bit of a Trump rally where they used to <laughs> bus in. <coughs> then Ted Nugent comes in. Sorry, go paid. <laughs> They would They would bus in <laughs> like paid Trump supporters to all of the rallies right. to applaud right. and hold up signs and do all that kind of stuff. I see no
1: problem with that. I mean, yeah. In fact, yeah, that probably yeah. did happen, as far as we know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. So where were we?
0: Yeah. Uh, he also Nero. This is surrounded himself with up and coming poets who weren't yet famous. And according to oh, Tacitus, right. So Nero would throw out some ideas. Right. He'd say um, fried <coughs> chicken, and then they would <laughs> fill them in.
1: Right. Uh,
0: fried chicken, good for licking. <laughs> uh, can't get enough. Of that bucket Sweet. to be sick in <laughs> after I eat too
1: much chicken. Choke a bone.
0: Oh, um, yeah,
1: yeah. Choke on a bone. <laughs> There's something, I don't know. I'm, I'm coming yeah, home. But yeah, he would freestyle. They would freeze, tell my mother not to call me on the phone.
0: I they would freestyle. Yeah, yeah and then he
1: freestyle. Then he
0: would take credit for the poems afterwards. He goes, well, yeah. It was sort of my idea, really. So, so, you know, getting back to Ozzy Osbourne. Right. Because I think that's what uh, his missus did. Uh, When Sharon became his manager, Mm -hmm. she hired musicians to re-record a lot of his uh, solo albums. And uh, note for note... And then uh, re-released those versions, yes. and uh, the original bands didn't get the credits, it didn't, uh, didn't exactly. get the royalties, Did and Ozzy pay? kept all the royalties or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a what a cunt move. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> that's just, just share that's the pretty wealth. fucking pretty yeah. fucking awful. Yes. Anywho. Um, they still suck, though, these poems, according to Tacitus, but, you know, right. he's an old party pooper, so. He said what Nero's he poems have no vigour or inspiration or unity in their flow.
1: Right. Like, they didn't flow. Those that
0: can do, those that can't that can. become critics. Right, right. iTunes beheaded. reviews, Tacitus. Exactly. Yeah, we'll get behind Yeah.
1: If it makes Tacitus feel any better, at, normally at night or kind of when there was a slow moment, maybe it's around dinner or whatever, he would then hang out with philosophers and he would listen to them argue, about go back and forth. He loved the drama and he loved to hear either a witty remark or a repartee or whatever. And so, you know, he kind of ran the gamut. But again, he is 21. He just shaved his beard. I'm a man, my He's ready to party, so I imagine the philosophers did not get as much of his time as say some of the other revelers. But that's just a guess on my part.
0: But that sounds like fun to me. So he's getting oh, yeah. philosophers For, to come in and debate yeah. stuff, duke it out. Yeah, yeah. Like he he he's he, he likes to party. Yeah, but he also likes to get serious. Listen right. to philosophers debate stuff. Um,
1: do poetry, like yeah. he, slam you know, poetry, he, maybe. He, he, he <laughs> He he would walk into a room and he'd say to the philosophers, tell me why 42 is the meaning of life. Go. Yeah. And he would just Now,
0: turn it into a poem. (laughs) And I'll take credit for it.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Like,
0: honestly, I want to hang out with Nero. I listen to these stories. I'm like, Nero's a guy who loves to party, go crazy, get wild. At the same time. Likes to you know talk philosophy, listen to philosophers, write some poems. Right. He's he's a he's a very well-rounded he likes to fuck, he likes he to knows party. What he, wants. Yes. he likes to get up on stage and perform. Yes. He, you know, he's 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 as you keep saying, he's 21. He's loving life right now, yes. loving it. He's got should, his mother off his back, fine. he's loving life. Yeah. Yeah. <clears> so far, right. nothing okay, yeah. maybe having his mother assassinated was a little a bit. bit harsh. But but yeah. But. She had it coming. Let's be honest. Agrippina she, she had it coming. Yes. She murdered yeah. God knows how many people or <laughs> organised to have them murdered. um right. If we're to believe half of the stories about her, yeah. she was bad. Uh, bad hombre. Ombre? Bad. Yeah. Then Ombre? again, of course, Tacitus makes all the women sound bad. But That's true. So we've got to take it with a grain of salt. But if half of these stories are true, yeah. she had it coming. Let's be honest. But then the poor yeah. people of Pompeii got themselves into some trouble.
1: Well, you can party all you want, but there comes a time when the leadership of Rome has to zoom out of their cups. They have to look at the bigger empire. And again, since they're the Senate and they're the consuls and they're Nero, when a fire, a political fl- fire does flare, someone's got to do something about it.
0: Mm, political fire does flare. It does flare. Mm, that's that's, yeah. that's you know, A fire does flare. Isn't that the name of
1: one of your albums? It is. It is. I also got it on my jumpsuit from the 70s. Pretty badass. Anyway.
0: Here's what Tacitus has to say. About the same time, a trifling beginning led to frightful bloodshed between Mm. the inhabitants of Nuceria Nuceria and Pompeii at a gladiatorial show exhibited by Lavinius Regulus, who had been, as I have related, expelled from the Senate. Unfortunately, uh, the section where he talks about Regulus is part of the Missing Jesus chapters, so we don't really know what that story is. With the unruly spirit of townsfolk, they began with abusive language of each other. Then they took up stones and at last weapons. The advantage resting with the populace of Pompeii, where the show was being exhibited. And so there were brought to Rome a number of people of Nucerea, Uh, with their bodies mutilated by wounds and many lamented the deaths of children or of parents. Mm -hmm. The emperor entrusted the trial of the case to the Senate. The Senate gave it to the consuls and then again the matter being referred back to the senators. The inhabitants of Pompeii were forbidden to have any such public gathering for 10 years and all associations they had formed in defiance of the laws were dissolved. Livinius and the others who had excited the disturbance were punished with exile. So this Livinius Regulus, expelled from the Senate, then exiled from Rome. Further away. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We don't know who he was or anything about him, um, Mm -hmm. but this happened in 59 CE. Mm -hmm. So they were banned from having any games until 69 CE. And then, of course, they were all dead by 79 CE.
1: So, sucks to be you. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, So Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Nucharia, now known as Noceria Inferiore, is at the foot of Mont Albino, about 20 kilometres east-southeast of Naples, by rail, neighbouring town to Pompeii at the time. So yeah. I guess they got the last laugh because 20 years later, everyone yeah. in Pompeii is uh, buried in ash.
1: <laughs> and the noncharians yeah. are like,
0: yeah, so that's, the, that's the punishment of the that's gods. The I gods. think it's pretty exactly. clear yeah, the gods were uh, punishing Fire Pompeii. The
1: gods. Yeah.
0: the gods aren't quick sometimes. It took them no, 20 years to... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It got well, caught up in red tape bureaucracy. You know how it is.
1: Yeah, I think we all know that every volcano. Italian bureaucracy. Parent. Exactly. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah. I got I
0: got yes. to give a shout out. Sorry, yes. sorry, got to interrupt. Yep. Got to Go give ahead. a shout out to Lisa Tucci. Right. Um, Lisa, Lisa long time listener. Right. Um, has a great book out that Chrissy and I oh. are both reading. Uh, it's called "Burnt by the Tuscan Sun: True Stories of Life in Italy." Oh, nice! Uh, sort of goes by the her, her pseudonym when she's writing is uh, Francesca Magi or Magi, but it's really Lisa. You nice. can Google this. "Burnt by the Tuscan Sun." Lisa's uh, Italian American, I guess, American of Italian heritage, has <laughs> lived in Italy, I think, for twenty or thirty years. Um, wow, she's jokes. got a great, uh, great uh, Facebook page living in Italy, where she does sort of travel logs of Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this book is funny as fuck. Chrissy and I have just right. been laughing our ass off. We read it at night uh, separately, and Chrissy's like ahead of me. She started before me, like with Italian, so she's like chapter or two ahead of me, but we're both just sitting there laughing um, as we read it. It's about life in Italy and uh, how wonderful and completely fucked up it is at the same time, all right. of the bureaucracy and all of the crazy shit that goes corruption. on in Italy. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's. Uh, I highly recommend it if you're interested in Italian culture and, you know, you read all of the books about, oh, Italy is the land of romance and, you know, right. fucked love, whatever that book was. Um, uh, eat fuck do drugs um, but uh, this is sort of the antidote to that I mean, it's, right. it's, it's sarcastic right? but in kind of a funny and, and um, kind of loving way like the way I take the piss out of you everyone knows I love you like a brother but I gotta right. take the piss out of you she does that to Italy and it's really really the great um, highly yeah. recommended one of the most fun reads uh, either Chrissy or I have had in a long time so uh, shout out to Lisa
1: Cool. That'll be something uh, for the summer uh, for me to read when I'm uh, at the beach. So when I was going through that part of, of Tacitus where he says so they the, these people the victims come to Rome the Senate hears about this the Senate doesn't know what to do so they give it to the consuls I believe the consuls don't know what to do so they throw it back to the senators I'm like is there any adults in the room does anybody at their desk have the buck star or the sesterce stops here I don't know is there anybody willing to make a decision but even though you've got grown ass men who own huge tracts of land and they're very powerful and they're very rich they're still afraid of the whims of this 21-year-old so they don't want to make any decisions in case it's something that uh, Nero would have decided differently on so again this this I think this is another point that Tacitus is making is like when you have this kid in charge everybody's afraid to make a decision because they might make a mistake not exactly how you run an empire but again the responsibility was just being passed around like a three dollar whore don't bring up Vegas and, uh, and, and but finally a decision you know does get made and there's ten years worth of time she
0: cost us way more than three dollars I have to say oh, I'm still three
1: dollars I thought it was just oh here I, I did it again. Anyway, yeah,
0: yeah, and look. Obviously, we've talked about this many, many times. This problem goes right back to Augustus, I guess. the The gradual weakening of the Senate and the consuls. There, a bunch of bunch of yes men, more or less. Yes. Okay. Some of them had Caligula assassinated, uh, but uh, you know, or, or conspired with the Praetorians to have Caligula assassinated. Right. But, uh, yeah, they're just uh, increasingly weak, ineffective, um, can't get anything done. You know, the, the 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 days of the old republic are well and truly gone. These guys yeah. uh, would need to sheep. go back to Senate school to learn how yeah. to Senate, yeah. you know.
1: Who is the then general? We get- I'm sorry, just real quick. You're right. So it's full, it's a room full of sheep. Who was the guy that went out east to deal with Armenia? Corbulo. Yeah, if it wasn't for people like him handling the the real legitimate emergencies on the edges of the empire, these guys would be screwed because they can't handle anything. And I guess we're going to see um, some examples of that later. But yeah, I mean, again, where are all the adults in the room? They're all under hiding. They're all afraid of Nero and his reactions to anything that he wants to do.
0: Yeah. So then we get more moralising from Tacitus. He says in Nero's fourth consulship with Cornelius Cossus for his colleague, a theatrical entertainment to be repeated every five years was established at Rome in imitation of the Greek festival. So you mentioned before that uh, Nero set up a permanent theatre and Tacitus uh, was really disgusted by this, even though, as we said, Pompey had done it earlier. He writes this big, long moralising section Where he says, uh, formerly the games were usually exhibited with hastily erected tiers of benches in a temporary stage, and the people stood to witness them, that they might not, by having the chance of sitting down, spend a succession of entire days in idleness. Let (laughs) the ancient character of these shows be retained whenever the Mm. praetors exhibited them, and let no citizen be under the necessity of competing. As it was, the morality of their fathers, which had by degrees been forgotten, was utterly. Subverted by the introduction of a lax tone so that all which could suffer or produce corruption was to be seen at Rome in a degeneracy bred by foreign tastes was infecting the youth who devoted themselves to athletic sports to idle loungings and low intrigues with the encouragement of the Emperor and Senate who not only granted license to vice but even applied a compulsion to drive Roman nobles into disgracing themselves on the stage under the pretense of being orators and poets. What remained for them but to strip themselves naked, put on the boxing glove, and practice such battles instead of the arms of legitimate warfare? Would justice right. be promoted or would they serve on the knight's commissions for the honourable office of a judge because they had listened with critical sagacity to effeminate strains of music and sweet voices? <laughs> Night, too, was given up to infamy so yes. that virtue had not a moment left to her, but all the vilest of that promiscuous throng dared to do in the darkness anything they had lusted for in the day. God. So, so, yeah. Yeah. Summarising. Yeah. Oh, they got the they got the youth doing sports. Tr- That's appalling.
1: Time. Yeah, And casual poetry, sex, boxing fear. on stage. Who let us in? We didn't see my gun. day. Yeah, pick <laughs> up a gun and go and shoot someone. You. <laughs> yeah. Do something for the good of Rome. When, in my day, we didn't sit until... I was like 15 when I first sat down. That's what Tacitus is saying. And now you let letting them sit down to watch these plays. You know they're going to sit down all day long. These people are weak. They're soft. They're not even practicing the military arts. Oh, whoa. Ho, Rome. What will become of us if we continue on these ways? Basically, it's an old man going...
0: Yeah. Just to prove that... You know, it, it's uh, that Morality. whole thing about the, the, the corruption of the youth, yes, has been going on for since the dawn of time. Everyone yeah. thinks that oh, yeah. the corruption now he's writing but, this, as I said earlier, 50 right. years later, right? But, but he's,
1: he's criticizing Nero, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry,
0: yeah, but he's criticizing. You know, uh, people loosening up, having a good yeah. time, doing yeah. anything but, you know, this traditional Roman way of doing things in his book.
1: Yeah, Things change. Sorry, go ahead. Things change. Mm. No.
0: Nah. Like, Chrissy and I were talking about this the other day. Like, um, Right. I was reading something. I can't remember what it was, but, you know, it was actually saying that... Uh, Some meta studies that have been done over the uh, meta studies of studies that have been done over the last 20 years seem to indicate that young adult males who play violent video games are actually less violent in real life than those that don't. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Meta studies done looking at all of the research and all the literature that's been done. So um, you know, uh, uh, we were talking about this, and you know, the theory might be that men are designed to be violent, right? We've got yes. hundreds of thousands of years where, by the time you were twelve, you had to have a fucking sword and a spear and a shield in your arm, yeah. and death. you had by the time you were fifteen, you were out there on the battlefield, right? Yeah, and and, and yeah. You, you you had to be ready to do that. The evolutionary biology is 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 Given us the the uh, adrenaline and all of these urges to be violent because violence was requisite up until yeah fifty years ago. But wired, yeah. In most parts of the world, even today, in lots of parts of the world, you still have to right. be violent if you're in if you grow up in Afghanistan or Iraq or, or Syria or whatever. You're probably out yeah. there with a gun. You're fighting, or in Africa, most of the places in Africa. Be ready. Yeah. you got to fight, right? And that was true yeah. of, of human, the, the entire human race up until very recently. So we were trained to be violent. Now, if you have these violent impulses coming up, it's pure right. biology, Um uh, and you don't have any outlet for those violent impulses. You know, it's, you're going to be violent to your, your spouse or to someone on the street, right. or you, you know, whatever. You, you get involved in bashings at pubs and crazy shit like that. that young men do. So you know, for for decades we've heard that violent movies and violent rap music and violent mm-hmm. games make young men violent. It seems that the opposite is probably true. They're an outlet for them to get out these violent impulses, to Mm -hmm. let them out, so they don't have to be violent in real life. So all of your Nancy Reagans and all of your fucking whoever the... Gore's wife, Tipper Gore, all of those people who were raging against violent uh, entertainment were probably doing completely the wrong thing. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit like the anti-weed movement that we've talked about on our War on Drugs series. Completely right. wrong. The completely yeah. like weed is good for you. You should be endorsing weed and getting people it. to smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. It's not it's love not it. a bad thing. It's a good thing for people. Right. You want more people to smoke weed because it calms them the fuck down, right. makes them feel relaxed and happy and relieves those stress and anxiety, improves their sex life. And, and uh, their love for their fellow human being. <laughs> it's right. a good thing for society, <laughs> yeah.
1: not a bad thing. I, I, have, uh, mm. I have to mention a related thing just real quick. I apologize. I just sent you, right before we got on, I sent you a TikTok, and there was a woman I who saw was... It. Oh, she was doing a study. Basically, because so many states are legalizing marijuana, the FDA or whoever else uh, goes after that stuff, and I can't remember DEA. DEA, thank you. Their budget's been like slashed by or whatever, reduced by seventy percent. So they're having to go after someone else. Remember, Anslinger was like losing his budget over the alcohol, so he had to come up with pot was evil, so he can go after him. Well, now what they're saying is it's the abuse of prescription drugs. So the DEA's number one enemy now is your grandma mother, your mother, people over the age of 50 who are taking a lot of pills because America's no, system is a shit-up, uh, shit, shit with the shitty system we have in this thing and in, in our country with the food industry and the drugs and the lack of exercise and the, just everything. So it's all catching up to these people that are taking a bunch of pills, mm. and now the DEA is going to come after them. But I digress. I just thought that was ironic.
0: Mm. So... Yeah, so I think this is the same thing we've seen with Tacitus. He's going, go out there and be really violent. Don't just do it on yeah. a stage. Acting go out and kill someone. Races?
1: Yeah, <laughs> the fuck? You should. Yeah, you should be jab, jab, thrust, wipe your blade on their clothes yeah, and then move on to the next body. like a real body. man. But again, he's putting this all at Nero's feet. He, Nero is leading the way. Nero is having the, the permanent theater built. He's handing out money, and his expectations are for everybody to pull an Aussie and get a little crazy. So as far as Tacitus is concerned, Rome is going down the toilet, and Nero is the lead turd. It's his fault. He's, he's pulling everybody down.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure there are opportunities to go and fight wars, but Rome doesn't have many wars going on at the moment. That's I mean, the point.
1: They're, things are good. Yeah,
0: things are good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things have been good Party since Augustus, time. pretty yeah, much. You've got
1: a couple of skirmishes
0: on the frontiers. Yeah. You know, you have you got yeah. Parthia and you've got uh, you know Germany, but there's like, this really there's no good. urgent need. You know. It's good, yeah. uh, it's a bit like America today. Listen, yeah, I mean, we're going around trying to create wars because we got to right. got to keep you know got to keep <laughs> right. the money coming in. But right. uh, really, it's hard
1: business starting wars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Hey, I'm reading a great book at the moment. Um, you ever heard of this book, Unrestricted Warfare, written by a couple of Chinese generals? No, I don't Seems think they were generals at the time. They wrote this in the late '90s. Um, it's basically supposedly since become the. Um, 21st century uh, warfare strategy for China. One of the guys who wrote it's now a senior st- general in charge of military strategy or something. But it's basically about um, how battles aren't fought on the battlefield anymore. They're fought right. with uh, propaganda, information yeah. warfare, social hacking, media. Yeah. social yeah. media, and how you know the, the whole, China had to become very good. If they were going to fight the United States, in particular uh, economically, they needed to become very good at information warfare. Yeah. Um, Interesting book. Anyway. Cool. So he goes on to say that, uh, Tacitus, this is, no one at Rome of good family had stooped to the theatrical profession during the 200 years following the triumph triumph of Lucius Mummius, who first displayed this kind of show in the capital. But, he confesses, this entertainment, it is true, passed off without any notorious scandal. So, what's all the fuss? Like tuss?
1: Yeah. yeah. Tassitus? Tass tuss, but he still doesn't like it, and he's letting us know he strongly yeah. disapproves.
0: Acting? People of good, you know, heritage. Acting?
1: Yeah. Faking what? it? Save all all that for the, the bedroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> what? Is happening to what the is, world. Yeah, horse races. Boxing. But things about to get real. Things about to get real serious. And, and well, a little bit of shit. A little bit of shit hitting the fan. A little, little bit.
0: You know things are about to get real when there's a comet in the sky.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's a comet. Uh,
0: anyway. A yes. comet blazed in the sky. Yes, uh, I was blazing in my bedroom last night, but it was blazing <laughs> in the sky, and people decided that was a sign that Nero's reign was almost over, or yes, that the prize cow was getting pregnant. I mean, there was a little bit of debate about how to interpret the comet.
1: Could be both. Could be both. It was a big comet. It was bright. It's so a it could big be comet.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. if the comet, I think the rule is if the comet goes from left to right through right. the sky. It means Nero's reign is over. If it goes from right to left, it means the prize heifer is pregnant. I think. If it
1: goes straight, straight like north to south, right? Okay. (laughs) Hey, let's get closer. Let's get shit. That's close. Ah! (laughs) Anyway, sorry, north to south.
0: Sorry, (laughs) people interpreting signs always love that. Like how the what? How the <laughs> fuck? Where's the guidebook yeah. for that? I wonder how the Christians of the time interpreted it. Yeah. They're like, oh, uh,
1: yeah, he Jesus, Jesus he's, becoming, co- he's coming, coming back. He, he said he was he's coming back. Is this him? Is he yeah. writing a comment? Because that'd be pretty badass. To well, fifty nine
0: sixty. This would be exactly the time that they were expecting him to. right?
1: Because he was supposed to come back within the lives of the guys hanging All out with of them. him. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, well, Paul, we
0: you know, the guys that were with him didn't write anything down, but Paul, right. who was alive at the time, he died, we think, probably in the 60s at some stage, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. his last letters are usually dated to sort of uh, fifty nine sixty. But uh, he was telling people up until just before that that uh, Jesus right. would be coming back in his lifetime.
1: Oh, any um, time now, like yeah, an Uber. Any, any time now, yeah. I'm looking around yep. actually expecting to yeah. see... Yeah, anyway, I'm looking yeah.
0: at it on the map. Yeah, just looking for him to where where his car is. <laughs> um, Tacitus says, <laughs> in everyone's mouth, they were trying yeah. to figure out who who was going to replace Nero because of the comet. In everyone's mouth was the name of Rubellius Blandus, who inherited through his mother the high nobility of the Julian family. Who was Rubellius Blandus? Right.
1: Uh, I have Rubellius Plautus Plautus. Is that his name, too? Just one of his names are missing? Okay, just yes. want to make sure. Yeah, so yep. he's connected He's actually the...
0: rebellious Plautus, yes.
1: Oh, I, I apologize. Okay, yeah. So his mother was Julia Livia, the daughter of Dr- Drusus, which makes Plautus the grandson of Drusus, the only son of Thibaut. So... He's not just anybody. He, as far as I remember, he's young, good-looking, strong, rich, influential. He comes from the right families. So he could be a threat to Nero. His father was Gaius Rubelius Blandus, and his grandfather was the first Roman uh, to teach rhetoric and who was the Suffolk consul in the year 18. So this guy comes from the right stock. If If anybody can challenge Nero based on his bloodline, and this is the guy right here, so... Has he said anything about wanting the job? No, it doesn't matter. Because of the fucking comment, everybody's now going, I think he might be taking over from Nero sometime soon. So holy shit. But here's the thing, Plautus was not a silly person. He wasn't a showy person. In fact, he's the exact opposite of Nero. He's a Stoic. He's a part of a group of Stoics who are against autocratic rule. He's a part of the Stoic opposition. There might be another reason for Nero to take advantage of these rumors and get rid of a potential enemy.
0: Yeah, his grandfather, as you said, was the first equestrian In ancient Rome to teach rhetoric. Mm. And he was the teacher of a guy called Papirius Fabianus, who was in turn the teacher of Seneca. Wow. So there's a connection into the imperial rooms there. He was born in 33, so he's about 26 at the time, rebellious. He's high. Uh, his, yeah. his mother, Julia Olivia, was executed by Claudius around 43, thanks to Messalina, who saw her as thanks. a threat and saw Plautus as a threat to Britannicus. Right. So Plautus has kind of been on that threat oh, yes. zone. He's been in the threat zone. You know, he's got the friend zone, <laughs> and then you've got the, the <laughs> threat the side. zone. Right. Yeah. Kill He'd you, been threat zoned she, by Claudius, right. yeah, and oh. he's still on the threat zone. Right. Julia, of course, was Claudius's niece, but she was executed anyway. Yeah. And then you might recall that in the year 55, Junia Solana, sister of uh, Caligula's uh, first wife, Caligula's, Caligula's <laughs> first wife, Junia right. Claudilla, Right, who was a rival of Agrippina the Younger and the ex-wife of Messalina's lover Gaius Silius, accused Agrippina of plotting to overthrow Nero and place Plautus on the throne. Right. So Remember? he's
1: definitely in the kill. Yeah, there was rumors that she was going to use him, marry him, use him, be with him, and then get rid of Nero. So this, Ooh. this is some real. I mean, people, again- people. People
0: showed her a photo of Plautus that said, fuck, marry, kill. And she said, yes, all three. Yes, yes, yes. In that order, too, surprisingly. (laughs) Fuck, marry, kill. That's exactly my plan.
1: So if Nero hears any rumors, I mean, it's not like this is based on nothing, because at the very least, maybe his hated mother was going to use Plautus to take power. So shit's about to get real. For somebody. Now,
0: Nero... Now, this is interesting. Yeah. When these rumours were first going around, when Agrippina was still alive, Nero did nothing to this yeah.
1: Look, calm down. No, calm down.
0: Yeah. I remember we looked... We talked about it at the time, and, and you know... Uh, Nero looked into it. and was like, "Hey, you know, uh, my name is Paul, and this is between (laughs) y'all. I'm out.
1: Uh, uh, I got nothing to
0: do with this." And Nero was like, "Fair enough. It's not you. It's my mother. I'm sorry. I'll I'll have to take care of her. She's getting crazy." (laughs) But now there's a comet, and now you you and I both know that changes everything. When there's a comet,
1: fucking like yeah,
0: oh, the gloves come off when there's a comet. You know, you don't fuck around when there's a comet. Like uh, the amount of people. I've had to kill because oh, there was yeah. a comet. It's oh, just yeah, uh, I've lost track. It ruins my week.
1: The week yeah, after I'm like, "Fuck There's a I'm stabbing.
0: <laughs> I'm you like know? John Wick walking it's, through, you know, I'm New York, just like well. <laughs> a million assassins <laughs> how, coming how after me on that? all sides. How did he do that? <laughs> <laughs> but fuck here's me! The thing. I love John Wick films, man. I just we're joking around.
1: We're we're joking around, but let's just say for a second, we know because we've we've done enough history, there are always people looking for opportunities to get in on the ground floor of the next princeps or whatever. So even if Plautus is not doing something, there might be people going, you know what? Maybe we could ride his coattails with or without his permission or or, or encouragement, whatever. Maybe we can be a part of something that kills Nero, put him in charge, and he'll thank us because we got it you know, whatever. But the point is, to a degree, this could be seen as a real threat because there's always someone looking for an opportunity. Even if Plautus is innocent, and he probably is, doesn't matter, you've got opportunity and rumors going on, that's enough for a 21-year-old.
0: So Tacitus writes, Rebellious was himself attached to the ideas of our ancestors. His manners oh. were austere His home was one of purity and seclusion. And the more he lived in retirement from fear, the more fame did he acquire. Popular talk was confirmed by an interpretation put with similar credulity on a flash of lightning. While Nero was reclining a dinner in his house named Sublaquium on the Simbruini Lake, the table with the banquet was struck and shattered. Oh, shit. By lightning. Fuck oh, me. And as this happened close to Tiber, from which town Plautus derived his origin on his right. father's side, it's a sign. people believed him to be the man marked out by divine providence. Here's your sign. The other 10,000 people living in Tiber, <laughs> just, uh, no, 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 nothing to just, do with them, just, just this you. one guy. It must have been him. Paranoia. And he was encouraged by that numerous class whose eager and often mistaken ambition it is to attach themselves prematurely to some new and hazardous cause. This alarmed Nero and he wrote a letter to Plautus bidding Mm -hmm. him consider the tranquility of Rome and withdraw himself from mischievous gossip. He had ancestral possessions in Asia where he might enjoy his youth safely and quietly. And so thither Plautus retired with his wife, Antistia, and a few intimate friends. Right. I have
1: yes, yes, yes.
0: What do you derive from all of this, Ray?
1: Um, Nero is—is he rattled or is he just being prudent? Look, you're rich. You got tons of land in Asia. You got estates. I don't want to have to be forced into a decision where you quit breathing so why don't you do me the solid of just heading out of town go stay in your one of your estates in asia for a while and that way i don't have to worry about you and we'll both sleep well at night i actually have a quote from the letter it says saying um saying for the sake of peace my peace of mind and quite frankly every piece of your body you should probably just head out to one of your states in asia for a while and that will diffuse us and we're all good um Plautus was smart enough to go. Yeah, fair, fair, enough. And he gets up and he gets away. So you, I think. What do you think this of
0: this? Well, I think this is fascinating. Nero just didn't have him killed.
1: He could have. I mean... He could have. He could have. Praetorian yeah. Guard, he, Dispatch.
0: If Nero is as crazy as right. we've been led to believe... Yes. Now, maybe this happens later on in the in the story, but... Well, his mom's If dead he's dad. supposedly this... this yeah, yeah, his mom's dead. If he's apparently, like, this crazy motherfucker, just have the guy killed. Whack him. And Whack create some family. pretext for it, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Michael Corley owned the fuck out of this shit, right? <laughs> um, but he doesn't. He does and He writes him a letter and says, "Listen, uh, people are getting a little bit crazy. Might be a good idea if you just remove yourself from I'm the situation." Things. yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't send, uh, you know, a praetorian cohort out there to or the Jack Shack, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, to
1: yeah. The- <laughs> he's got his pants around his ankles. His sword is down. His real sword is in his hand. If you know what I'm saying, defenseless. Uh, that's a time to take someone out. But you're right. He just simply writes a letter. I think it would be best for everybody involved if you left for a while. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fair enough. And he does. And he does.
0: He does. Like it's the Thanks. most reasonable sort of scenario Preventative. you could imagine. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Hey, listen. Uh, you've probably heard the rumors. <laughs> it's uh, giving me a bit of a headache. Do me a favor yeah. and yeah. just uh, go to your favor. country estate for a while. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This yeah. is nice guy Nero. Yeah. Meanwhile... In Parthia, Corbulo is still kicking ass, fighting the Roman Parthian War. Right. He had demolished Artaxacta, the uh, capital of the Armenians, and he thought he might as well also, while he's at it, take Tigranocerta, the sort of second capital city of Armenia. Right. He marches his army quickly towards Tigranocherta. Um, Tacitus says some people surrendered along the way, others hid in desert and in caverns. Mm-hmm. Then he writes, The Roman general accordingly dealt variously with them. He was merciful to suppliants, right. swift in pursuit of fugitives, pitiless towards those who had crept into hiding places, burning them out after filling up the entrances and exits with brushwood and bushes. Damn. As he was on his march along the frontier of the Mardi, he was incessantly attacked by that tribe, which is trained in guerrilla warfare and defended by mountains against an invader. Corbulo threw the Iberians on them, ravaged their country, and punished the enemy's daring at the cost of the blood of the foreigner. It's always a good way to do it. (laughs) Send your allies in. Let them get killed. Two birds,
1: one stone. Yeah.
0: Now, according to a story provided by the Roman general Frontinus, who was a contemporary, when the Roman army arrived at Tigranocirta, they launched the severed head of one of the conspirators into the city on a catapult...
1: That would work on me.
0: And gets better. (laughs) It landed right right on the table where the city council was assembled having a meeting about what they should do next. And And to their credit, they thought this is a sign. How (laughs) should we interpret it? Forget
1: the fucking comments. Yeah, comments. uh, The head.
0: Yeah. And to their credit, they immediately decided to surrender right. the city, which right. was consequently spared. Right.
1: Now, what most people don't know is that Corbulo then turned to the guy who pulled the lever that released that. He's like, good mm. on you. Boom, high five. Yeah. I mean, I could yeah. have done better yeah. myself. Yeah. You're getting a raise. Yeah. You're getting a bonus. Take, the, take the rest of the week off. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, I'm going to call you One Shot from now on. Your name is One Shot. Yeah, shot. You're yeah. one shot. That's your name. It's yeah, Latin, though, it's One Shot. <laughs> Everyone shot us. <laughs> shot us. Yes, exactly. So yeah, that's, that's how what you I deal with we'll your f- enemies. Yeah. You're, calm, you're nice yeah. to the ones you can't be nice to. You're merciless to the ones you have to be. And that's how you keep an empire. That's how I keep mine.
0: Of course, after that story yeah. everyone was chopping off heads and yeah. launching oh them on catapults. God. Everyone was trying to get I that trick. It this. was like I can do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone own they, own were they were practicing.
1: Yeah, yeah, they yeah. yeah. That yeah.
0: time downtime, they were practicing, <laughs> you know, chopping heads off and yeah. target practice with right. heads. It was Crazy times. You know what
1: I learned? You can't practice with rocks because the physics are different. You need real heads. You got the ears sticking out with the – it messes with the wind or or the the trajectory. You got to do real heads. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Problem is though, then when the jaw flings open, oh, the, it puts yeah. the disrupts the centre of balance. Spin. You know, yeah. So you need to sort of wire the jaw shut. Sometimes right. put a
1: Nailing tie a
0: belt it. around it oh, to get, get, keep the jaw closed. You know, that flapping yep. it just sort of knocks it all off balance.
1: This is a science. Yeah, people. It's trial this and error. It is. It is. Leonardo yeah, da Vinci
0: yeah. did a lot of work on this. It's in his notebooks. <laughs> he did. How to catapult <laughs> a head.
1: Tie a string around the jaw yeah. so you can't open it. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Little known. Yeah. All right. That's the show.